Hello and welcome to NPR. I'm Shelton Roth filling in for Cones and Doe who are taking a much earned sabbatical. But never fear, we'll be tackling all the political and cultural hubbashing issues that they do, including heading off to Minnesota where a suburban evangelical congregation is opening up dialogue and breaking down bridges by taking their infant boys to undergo female circumcision. Also, we talk to an expert about why obesity is beautiful and catch up with a child pornography ring that's going green. All that and much, much more on NPR's Cones and Dough. Sigglypuff? Not much. Sigglypuff, I like that. That's good. Uh, and I would just like to thank, also just quickly before we get away from it, uh, Big Dog, who helped helped the vocals to that song, um, which was, of course, written about the storm of metal unleashed inside the Pulse Gay nightclub by a, a Muslim terrorist last weekend. So he rushed that song out pretty quickly. I believe the proceeds are all going to LGBTQI. The infamous MP3 known as Metal Fuck. Yes, metal fuck, maybe in brackets three. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Uh, so Sigglypuff, not too much. Uh, what can I call you in return? Nick, I had another Nick. good one for you, but it's like, I guess it's for more if we're getting into a pretend fight, it'll be cool. Go on, come on. Come on, cunt. Like, what's up, you Vinny's AIDS Skrillex? <laughs> <laughs> Vinny's AIDS Skrillex. He's already sort of there. I, <laughs> I saw a clip with him the other night while I was waiting to get some chicken, and this is what I don't understand regardless of the merits of whatever how has he managed to keep that haircut for so long in a, <laughs> in a world of fast changing fashions and influences I mean now every fucking second year undergraduate gender studies woman looks like Skrillex and shit already you know so isn't it sort of a bit played he haircut? doesn't want to have like short back and sides because it'd be so privileged as a white male yeah fuck you should just go full Hitler I'd be able to do whatever I want <laughs> He probably already can at this point. I mean, people listen to him make beeps and bloops, but... Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess other... In the clip, there's some live performances. His appearance is, like, automatically ruling him out from pretty conservative places. But... Mm, yeah, maybe. He could go well in, like, an Armenian monastery Just by appearing, like, sort of a half-breed with a rat and a subhuman or something. <laughs> 
I didn't mean anything about his clothes or anything. <laughs> well, he was a he. Did you know he used to be in a fucking like emo band or whatever before that? <laughs> From first to last, I heard a couple of our songs. I actually liked them at the time. And yeah, he's is like, he the singer? Uh, yeah, I think he was. And, and he's like, this lark isn't working, so I'm gonna keep the haircut. He should go back to it and release that song as like, "You're a white man." Even though probably people have already made it into a meme song on the internet. You're a white. Wait, which song? You're a white male, or whatever the fuck it is. You know, what song the, is it? No, it's not a real song. It's like in his little protest thing, where he got famous and he's screaming at someone in the face. But you're a white male. Oh, okay. Aid yeah. Skrillex. I'm thinking of the real Skrillex. No, no, Aid Skrillex. Oh yeah. man, this is it's problematic. <laughs> problematic, man. Were you talking about Aid Skrillex the whole time? Yeah, the whole time. Fuck. We Sorry, got, man. It was a good start. I, I got, don't have cane on the level. We probably have to smoke a bit. Yeah, I know. I need to. You know, I was fucking. I, I was playing it safe and stuff, so, you know, these are tough times and everything when you can't even tell, you know, who who could be a mass shooter or fucking which Skrillex you're talking about, so. Can you just pass the, um, pass the Oxy? The, the Oxy? Yeah, uh, cheers. Thanks, man. Yeah, this is the Oxy? All right, cheers. That's the uh, Brazilian crack substitute, as it was known last week. Um, didn't do any more research on it. Thought about having it a few times. Maybe out of a billy, but I don't... I'm picturing a lot of sort of, um corrugated iron like rusty corrugated iron some like uh, unhealthy unfed dogs around and stuff but i think what would be so beautiful about it is that it's like one of those drugs when your circumstances are so bad that they're starting from such a low level that even such a toxic disgusting sort of high <laughs> just is like paradise sort of thing. i mean that's, that's <laughs> it can be yeah. that's what crack does whereas we're you know i'm chilling in a room kind of bored smoke a cone and i'm chilling a little less bored but not much of a huge difference <laughs> But yeah, like in Wolf of Wall Street or whatever, mm. you smoke a bit of crack and you want to run with the wolves. Yeah, but I think Look you want... lions and tigers. <laughs> it's never rang true that, you know, I don't know, rich people doing crack though. I think you really have to be poor to appreciate it. Yeah, like as much as... um. That's my experience at least. As much as the kind of movies make you sort of like romanticize drugs or like they mm. put them in that particular light, mm. they still don't get it right, but they the essence of them trying to tell that story is still right, which is why I think people identify with it. You can never really get the drug experience right in film form. I don't know. Well, I haven't really seen it yet. No, you can't. There's a few that spring to mind. I guess 2001 has a cool thing. Rules of Attraction has this bit where he tells this story about a drug fueled trip to Europe and it's all sped up and told really quickly and sort of like, go oh, yeah, mate. And Harvard but, Man is a really, um, sorry, is mm. a really fun representation of LSD. Yeah. It's quite fun. And Freddie Got Fingered is really good to watch when you're high as well. So. <laughs> Daddy, would you like some sausage? Mm. <laughs> I had this, um, I don't know if I should tell it on uh, international radio. Radio, radio. That's radio. right. You're listening to NPR, international radio. But uh, I just found out tonight when we were watching, there was a, I don't know if I'm feeding back, it sounds a bit sus, but... Sounds all um, good for mine, Captain. <laughs> I was watching some car crash show. Well, my dad was watching it. And it was sure. just all these cars getting smashed in the UK and just all these people with dash cams trying to Avoid combat shit. that. It seems yeah. like it's semi-becoming like Russia over there, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was thinking to myself, and it was such it's like a horrible... Uh, excuse me. It's a horrible thought or whatever. But You've got to stop doing that on air. I made up this cool thing, which is like spider glove box insurance, right? Mm-hmm. So... If you're, like, a bit retarded and there's, like, these, like, chances that you might get into some fucked up thing when you're in an accident, right? Yeah. Basically, I would just suggest that you keep a, um, 
a large spider of some sort. If it was like poisonous, that would probably go even further to your story, right? Yeah. But even if you just get a large one that seems like it's a bit scary looking and then feed it insects and shit and keep, sure. keep it in your glove box. All right. So, so yeah. when you get into an accident, sure. you're just like, no, nah, there's fucking spiders in the garage. And you've opened the glove box and like got all the windows closed so it stays in there. And then you show them like, no, nah, it is, it is. And oh, fuck. That's heck. I was thinking. There's in the car at the accident scene. And I was thinking. Like, nah, I freaked out. I freaked out because of this fucking spider. I thought you were planning to use it for offensive purposes. I didn't realize it was all a decoy ruse just to kind of... Get out of yeah, fucking being a retard. Well, I'll tell you what, and this is crazy. I haven't thought of this in years, but um, my, my ex... Someone's going to steal that and put it in a movie again. They well, keep doing it to us, man. Yeah, they, they, they're listening through the fucking microphones or speakers or whatever. But when I bought uh, a car, a Holden, uh, was a Holden Commodore station wagon off my ex's parents at the time, and um i was driving back on the m4 like enjoying it like yeah a nice big nice big car actually yeah it's a nice easy freeway ride just enjoying it. got my tunes on siggy's out and it's sort of dusk and i'm cruising on like 120 and directly i see right above me like a massive huntsman hanging over my head that had just crawled out of like underneath the little thing and is just sitting on the inside of the windscreen above my head that's pretty disconcerting yeah. but i still don't like pulling out of our motorway so i just drove with it there for a while and yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan either, but yeah, you got to sort of deal with it if you're driving it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then that's why it's a good defense in case you get sprung by one of these fucking curtain twitching. That's what I was saying. I was a bit sus of bringing it up because it seems like it is almost like this, uh, the perfect defense. As long as they don't breath test you or fucking <laughs> drug test you. <laughs> The, the spider should get you out of that, right? Like, Wouldn't they test you at the same time? No, there's a fucking spider, mate. <laughs> but where, are you keeping it? Are you keeping it in any sort of enclosure? Or no, in your glove box. And so it's just a glove box, and, and just box. you open the glove box. Maybe, and you, could, maybe you could customize the glove box so that it fully can't get out any cracks and stuff, so it lives in there pretty much. But and then the cop is like, hey, "Don't hey, take it out like yeah. it's a home or anything." What's else. this? You, what you got a spider box in that, eh? <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, spider, spider box is the new insurance policy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, fuck insurance. I'm not even going to buy that. You could have a little, all these, you know, you know how like these uh, lame insurance ads have always got some, you know, goofy color scheme and like, you know, little mascot like a rabbit. You could just have, blame it on the spider. Spider.com.au. <laughs> little like compartments in your motorbike helmet and shit so that you can open it and you're like, no, I was running around inside my helmet and shit. <laughs> Can you keep one in your pants in case you get accused of rape? <laughs> i got a spider in my pocket right now. Or are you just angry to see me? Fuck. Oh, well, you know, it's very arachnophobic of you, though. We, yeah, we, we do give away too many of these ideas, huh? Totally. No. I was thinking the other day, mm-hmm. you know how like a sperm cell essentially seems like this little tadpole mm-hmm. and everything and it gets to the egg and seems to penetrate the egg and like go inside sure. it and sort of merge or whatever mm-hmm. does a sperm cell have a mouth or what or is it just some little sta- stabby head thing <laughs> yeah it's a stabby head thing right and that's all it does it just yeah. like rams itself yeah it rams through it because it's like and a- both of them are so like gelatinous or whatever yeah they just sort of absorb it pushes through the like, membrane <laughs> you got to remember, it's a perfect synthesis developed by the cosmos over, like, billennia, billennia of years. <laughs> so it's not actually, like, this little tab. Munching its way into an egg. 
Did you actually say that? Scientists, get me a better microscope. I want to see if a fucking sperm cell has a mouth or a better microscope or a better diet. That's where my balls are eating themselves. (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) Oh, they're trying to get out from the inside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's why my balls are always itchy. (laughs) You should go to a doctor, man. A head doctor. Do you know schizophrenia only really exists in kind of like modern society and was, and was only really formalized, I think, sometime after like the first decade of like the 1900s? Like What was? Schizophrenia. Mm. Like similar symptoms that have occurred in primitive societies, they just tend to like go away. It's a, it's a uh, short-term thing. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I can see schizophrenia as basically being the reaction of the human animal brain to the sort of insanity of like our, you know, technological urban development and stuff. And you just can't handle it and stuff. Whereas if you're living somewhere that's more based mm. with the noble savage and shit, like you can't be screaming about fucking tinfoil hats if you're eating coconuts, you know? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It seems it seems probably like the legit way to go with it, but part of me feels like maybe it's something that got sort of like theorized at that point in time. Sure. And that regressive consciousness shit's always been there and people just don't know what the fuck it was. Well, that's true. I mean, we love to label shit and stuff. Like when George Michael wakes up out of a fucking weird half coma thing and then starts speaking with the Texan accent. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing it for. (laughs) Like he fully reckons like he didn't do it on purpose. Like Mm. he just woke up out of a coma with a Texan accent. If it was anybody less who was less of an attention whore than George Michael, I believe it. But that seems like, George, your sales are flagging a bit in Texas. And he's like, oh, I got the perfect idea. Call the sun. (laughs) <laughs> Call the sun and hand me that fucking ammo. You know. Um, but, you know, this sort of Is that stuff- the sun that goes down on him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, are we talking about the newspaper, the giant star, or like the kind of, you know, descendant of you? The sun that went down on Elton John Which- and George Michael at the same time. Don't let the sun go down on me, yeah. All those English guys were up to it back then. Yeah. I think John, John, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Savile produced that song. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he inspired it. He produced it and stuff. It was originally a dead track and then um, Elton John and George Michael brought it to life. Yeah. Jimmy Savile gives, uh, gives him the fucking creeps. That's his name, right? Jimmy Savile? Yeah, the, that necrophilia. Yeah, the pedo one. Crazy works at Leeds Hospital and shit, yeah. Oh, was he... Yeah, he was necro too. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he played around with he him. At least, he at least was doing invalids, which is fucking insane. He at least was doing inf- invalids. Yeah, I think so. But what do you mean by that, at least? But I'm didn't curious. Didn't have some sort of private partnership with some dude at the hospital? No, but when you say at least, are you saying that sort of it's like... As like l- that's what is that's the, the least, least worst shit that he could have been doing. Yeah, I guess it was sort of a double. Is it, isn't it, it was more, a double mindfuck? Isn't it more heinous to prey upon the disabled that can't protect themselves as much than a dead body? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, at you're least, right. At least the disabled. I was thinking like a fucking religious nut mm. job. Yeah, like you in Germany in World War Two. Like, oh, at least the kind of uh, mentally deficient were the first to go. Have you got a cold one back at your house that I can borrow? A cold what? <laughs> Well, see, you reckon that shit's better. For what? Well, I keep retards on ice, but... <laughs> Salt works sometimes, I find, as well, too, if you want that sort of... 
what are we even talking about? What have you t- taken this this discussion to? Yeah, I've destroyed us. Next year, we, what? So it's somehow. I mean, does that mean that the Prophet Muhammad was a bad man for fucking marrying a six-year-old and consummating that marriage when she was nine? I'm not in. Are we going to start? Not in that it? specific um, fictional universe. I guess it was all right there. You can make up stories about anything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Jimmy Savile's "quote unquote" victims. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I wasn't victim blaming. Some of them were dead, and the other ones I was feeling sorry for. It's just a rough subject, mate. Yeah, how do we really get onto this? Um, I mean, it's Islamophobic for one. <laughs> yeah, there might be a sharp cut to the next story. <laughs> well, I shouldn't go straight into the thing about about gays because sorry, I think I twisted something we were actually talking about and just turned it into a necrogasm of disgusting. Uh, we were talking. We were we were talking about uh, waking up from a coma with Texan accents. Yeah, George Michael. Yeah. Just before he went down the rabbit hole. So, and schizophrenia. Yeah, schizophrenia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, I don't know these these. I think it probably preceded the analysis of what it might be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're not saying that people who are pedoph- with pedophilic tendencies are schizophrenic. I think they know just what they're doing. They're playing the game of the world, whereas the schizophrenics have sort of given up and they can't cope with the kind of mass, uh, you know, inundation of information and stuff, which is why you start giving into the sublime and the yeah, the sublime and these just the beauty, the beauteous ramblings of insanity and shit. Which is why you find, and this is in all seriousness, even though this show is totally fucked, Mm. (laughs) Um, when people deal with mental patients and stuff, even Mm. the ones that seem really fucking far out crazy. Mm. A lot of the people that have the most success dealing with these types of people Mm. approach it from a way where you're sort of laughing with them. You know, they do something fucking crazy and you're like, oh, you silly fucking thing. Yeah. Come here and blah, blah, blah. When usually people would be freaking out, like, why have you got your dick out and you're spitting on the floor and like doing all this shit? If you can be that hospitable sort of person and be like, oh, you're a crazy motherfucker and laugh with them, usually it diffuses the situation. Yeah. You're like okay, before I, had a bit I don't of know fun. what percentage. Yeah, I mean you've <laughs> got to you've got to pick your battles probably. If you know, holding a knife on you've seen yeah. some of the people in those sort of care mm. circumstances that are more than sort of aged care, like a certain level of disability that gets crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've visited friends in mental hospital sure. before, so no, no, I've seen I've, a bit of that shit firsthand. I've, I've I've met some people in yeah, I've been in there as well, and it's a it's a curious cast of people. It's a. Uh, if you fight their mind state, it becomes it's weird. crazy. It's weird. It's sort of hard to have a conversation in a way, but it's no real harder than to have a conversation with, say, colleagues at work kind of thing. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Though. It's like, yeah, it's quite it's almost It's almost like an inversion of it. Mm, yeah. It's like the workplace is the inversion of the mental institution. It's well, like you're all putting out that completely platitudinal front. Well, which is just yeah. like complete horseshit, yeah. unless there's some sort of specific yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of smile talk to ease ease the wheels. But on that generic shit. sort of side of things, like but in the mental ward, you get down to brass tacks about like who is really running yeah. the planet. You know, I mean, it's serious <laughs> business here. You don't get that at your work and shit. Like, oh, you going that you going that David Icke thing, Sarah? Like, oh yeah, like I I like his views on like uh, how the Queen's a reptile lizard. Like you you don't get that. You just get small talk about the weather and <laughs> you know. <laughs> but still, you know, I mean, let's be honest, talking to anybody for any length of time is fucking exhausting. As T.S. Eliot said, there's only so much reality that any human can take. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, I've heard some stories that come out of uh, out of one of the hospitals or multiple ones mm-hmm. where 
dudes will just be so loose that like the staff will get to the point where they just tolerate the fact that this dude's got a bong in the mental institution and shit like that nice. and just yeah it just it gets weird but i guess it's in the entrance in the interests of the patients sometimes that they don't cross these lines that where it becomes assault and it becomes like this no, i would have thought new south wales health would have something to say about you can't smoke in a hospital smoking billies at least <laughs> smoking ciggies there was enough of a kerfuffle over and stuff but the argument is that it stabilizes i guess essentially at the end of the day it's almost like you're looking after these grown children yeah well i was just thinking it seems like sort of <clears throat> school really yeah seems like a long school so which really begs the question of why do we even bother striving for quote-unquote achievements or aspirations or lifestyle when we have so many great institutions we could just end up yeah just choose from or even just go somewhere warm like cans and just like hang around outside and stuff you know um (laughs) it really makes it no wait it makes you wonder it makes you wonder why not just People that have been institutionalized would would hate that conversation so much. <laughs> like us sort of dreaming of being institutionalized. <laughs> like it could be pretty good. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I, Jordan Belfort at the end of uh, Wolf of Wall Street, like in this country club fucking prison. I think there's a craving for it. I read a fucking, this wacky, whacked out article in The Guardian last week about a chick saying that orange like a feminist sort of progressive chick don't worry we're not going to go down that rabbit hole i just say it to characterize it because the guardian and saying that she was always terrified of prisonership but since becoming obsessed with oranges and used black new black she like fantasizes about sort of the idea of being in there and escaping one's responsibilities and stuff yeah with, with a fantastic inclusive cast of characters and drama and shit i subscribe to that because i went through pretty heavy phases of that uh America's hardest prisons and all that kind of oh, shit. Oh yeah, you're watching that. And I don't know. It, yeah, it probably is just a human thing, oh. even more so than like it's probably more so for males because there is that competitiveness and like the brutality of the prison thing. It's like oh shit, you don't know what you're really made of until you're in these fucking yeah. retarded situations. But or maybe it's just what Nietzsche called our slave morality, our desire to be sort of <laughs> enslaved because we don't have the you know wherewithal rise above side note mm-hmm. when i was heavily into hardest prisons <laughs> i was in the middle of being depressed for a number of years or whatever sure so i think maybe it stems more from that as well you're like you're so unhappy in general and you don't know what it is and then you see these people in this thing and it's like fight for your life and you're like you know it's just like high stakes and it just seems like there's more going on than yeah. your mundane fucking life that's so depressing i know that little stint that you did in prison did help turn your, <laughs> turn, turn your life around it really helped a little bit i think oh that's another thing i think i heard it on um jre which is a bitch because i'm always dropping shit off fucking sure. rogan show but mm-hmm. the um alcoholic the founder of alcoholics anonymous sure. kicked his alcoholism using lsd like mm. a lot yeah yeah, that would make sense. And all of the the stuff about him talking about LSD and all that kind of stuff yeah. is all excerpted. It's not included in Alcoholics Anonymous programs. <laughs> it's just about like subscribing to a higher power and all this shit. And they don't include the tr- like psychologically transformative fucking experience of doing a hallucinogen or something that can help you get in touch with your inner sort of spirit or something yeah but to be fair try and give you like that sense of there's something greater than yourself going on so you don't have to fucking but what are they gonna do smack darries anymore kind of what are they i'll get you some acid what are they gonna do put it as one of the steps though i mean that doesn't seem so much as a conspiracy just the fact that people aren't i just thought it was it's not a conspiracy but it's just like the fact that they're leaving that information out when the founder of the thing that's saying you can overcome alcoholism if you do this shit 
and then his main thing is like this LSD trip, <laughs> and then everyone in Alcoholics Anonymous is just sort of you know, I don't know. Yeah, smoking Darius at the worst party ever. Yeah, it's weird how society as well tweaks it so that doctor drugs aren't drugs or something. It's fucking yeah. Weird. The shit I read about fucking oxys and stuff in America and shit, and because uh, yeah. at what point when you're at Alcoholics Anonymous, are you still allowed to? You know, if that's your only problem, then it's all right if you're just popping two zannies every couple of days because the doctor yeah, said I don't it's know. cool. I would, and... I would have thought because they got Narcotics Anonymous as well and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, and they know about the abuse of yeah. prescription pills. Obviously, if you're having the Valium pill cones instead of the brand, the Jack but you know the mentality I'm talking about. Yeah, how it's like, no, I don't do fucking drugs, and then they're on all these different fucking oh, antidepressants yeah, totally. and shit that's just mm. rewiring your brain as opposed to like something like, and I'm, I don't like particularly like smoking but something like nicotine that's giving this little change you should stop trying to defend smoking but you know what i mean it's like pretty dirty it is fucking gross but and the other thing about the smoking thing that sort of susses me out of it because mm. i do i do sort of like the positive sides of nicotine without the smoking because it's like you get the fine motor skill function a little bit and you get like a bit of memory recall and all this kind of shit but there's something that susses me out because I've heard the argument a few times now, even by major people and shit, about how cigarette smoking is what can- causes the cancer, and it's not proven that the nic- sorry, excuse me, that the nicotine is the bad thing. No, yeah, it's all the other shit, right? Yeah, but why the fuck do dudes that chew chewing tobacco get mouth cancer? Because it's the same, yeah. I mean, because it's something in the. You're not smoking it, though. No, but there's still something in the plant itself that is. Do you reckon that the chewing tobacco is chemically treated? Maybe some of it is, but even without that, I think it's just the same. Like you know how if you add heaps of sugar and stuff, it'll cause problems. Just eventually, it's bad for you. Yeah, it just causes some some things. So it's more of like. Yeah, they do get mad. Accumulation and your resistance to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Marlboro man—he was fucking back when they were real men, but. I mean, ultimately, Siggy smoking, and I say this as a pretty solid smoker. I wonder is, if Joe Camel's bald by now. <laughs> he's fucking dead as shit. <laughs> um, is that it is a long con. Like, I like having a Siggy and being like, yeah, it's focused me. It's kind of like relaxed me. It's like, da-da-da-da, put me, um, you know, maybe fine motor skills. But ultimately, it's just always trying to get back from that deficiency of not having it. It's the addiction taking a hold, you know? Yeah. What can I say? I... Yeah, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the, I think there's validity on both sides. It's a really mundane way of chasing the dragon again No, and but again it and does. Again. It does have a fine incremental... It's like caffeine, right? Mm. Caffeine, I find I can play guitar like a heap better mm. when I've just had coffee, like a while after I've had coffee or mm. like for a while. That's because you're in the Starbucks doing your acoustic set. <laughs> but like you can really actually feel the dexterity and like that kind of function get better but it's almost like whenever you're using something like that to shortcut to get better even in these tiny increments it's going to be like detrimental to your body and shit so like doing too much caffeine is obviously quite bad for you and yeah. shit like gets abused in those psycho energy totally. minute shots and shit which is a whole nother topic how our society has somehow just become this super caffeinated thing over the past 15 years since energy drinks started i don't know if i want to if i want to necessarily give it up though because i kind of like that feeling that you're a touch better at something than when you didn't have it but at the end of the day <laughs> if you practiced and got to the point where you were super rad without having to have a coffee 
like that's where that's where the growth is. But then what happens if you have a coffee? Then what happens if fucking Van, like Buckethead has like three coffees? Like, ah! I mean, it would probably throw him off. Ultimately, the I guitar mean, might catch on fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's tempting to think of these things as a shortcut to sort of greatness. And I will admit yeah, it's that just killing your body. There's though. a certain type. Of, there's a certain type of heroin sound in music, and there's a certain type of cocaine sound as well too. Mm. Like the cocaine is that that shiny, synthy fucking glass razor. Like rush, rush to the Yayo heroin's like. Imagine the kind Lou of Reed opiates and, and shit that fucking the Beethovens and all those kind of motherfuckers. But were they? I think we're that. assuming that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Who was it? Mozart or Beethoven? Who Looking was like smoking devil's breath? Who was a child genius? I don't think he was snorting fucking powdered nightshade and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking, gr- <laughs> fucking concubine groupies and stuff. Um, but yeah, I always thought, so maybe it's wrong of me. I think of them as, I think of them as having a sort of purer type of art, but I guess a lot of people these days do it without the use of any sort of no, people, people have been getting fucked up for what about straight edge. What about straight edge hardcore bands? They, they don't have anything and they're like play songs and shit about how it's bad to like, yeah, but straight edge is like most people get fucked up, but straight edge like is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So it's sort of like everyone's holding hands. We can yeah. be friends. Which brings us around, I mean, you know, I'm only, I was always more into the listening of like the dirty NoFX side of like, which are, who are very much not straight edge. And, you know, that sort of straight edge scene sort of passed me by because it just wasn't, as a 14 year old, I wasn't into it was veganism. The wrong timing for me. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't into veganism as shit. I was into like funny, funny, ironic lyrics and funny shit and da da da. And um, they get pretty preachy and it's all like, ultimately it is the same like little, oh my in group is superior to yours and shit but when you see that especially with the advent of the internet fundamentally this outrage cycle that keeps happening constantly and this uh, this little cycle of virtue signaling like you putting up something just to like this is in solidarity with that or like whatever back and forth back and yeah back forth and stuff like that ultimately that is the same little fucking hit in your brain big dog was the one who originally proposed this to me and i didn't want to believe it because it sort of reduced a lot of things how everything comes down to in a way these little dopamine hits complete egocentrism yeah, yeah exactly so me having a drag like, i need another ciggy and fucking the people going on to look at fucking shit and get outraged about it this is why we're slave moralities so how do we transcend that that's what I, that's the purpose of this week's constant do show we want to know we're picking up where Nietzsche left off and yeah you got to try and go to that place in your mind where there's no time and space some guys jab for it other guys snort for it all you got to do is fuck <laughs> yeah it would be nice if that were the end all and be all of kind of uh, existence Man, I've been having some tantric jerk-off sessions, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. You've been tweeting about it a bit. Hmm. Does that find, does that get you closer to God? It's euphoric, divine, sublime. Do you reckon that song by Nine Inch... Until your arm starts cramping and you come back to reality. You're like, oh, what's that? It's my arm. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Because the needles made it go numb. <laughs> <and shit>. oh. <laughs> um, do you reckon that Nine Inch Nails song, Trent Reznor actually wrote it not about fucking, but about masturbating? <laughs> talking to his I want to fuck you, I want to fuck you like an animal no no it probably didn't work it's probably it's probably a chick but it's such I don't know it's such explicit sexual lyrics but it's sort of like such a nerdy little sort of beat I sort of I don't know the lyrics are, the lyrics are too too sexual for kind of that vibe I find with that song and that's sort of what makes it good yeah that's sort of a good strip show to that song yeah <laughs> nice uh, back in the day <laughs> 
That one's probably. A I think I got called Lotion Boy for a while after that. Mm, why was that? <laughs> another time. Another, another time. That's another a story time. for another time. Once the statute of limitations passes on that one. So, mm. do you reckon that? Oh, I don't know which which version to tell you first, but do you reckon that the CIA? Mm invented um cat aids as a precursor to them inventing aids or do you reckon everyone's just fucking crazy and it exists in the animal world so you should stop being crazy what is cat aids it's a real thing yeah they got feline aids right yeah which is what just a similar type of disease autoimmune deficiencies yeah so they have it in the feline community and i haven't heard of there being any elephant aids or any shit like that right so yeah is the fact that there's only feline aids and, and human aids, as far as I know. Well, Does that make it sus because they tested it on the cats first, or is it is it proof that we shouldn't be sus because it exists in the animal world and it's just this natural thing? I think it would make the most sense that whatever fucked up monkey it was that originally fucked the human to give them aids was also fucking cats as well. Yeah, And it was yeah. the sort of common ancestor. What a slut. That. What a fucking slut. Yeah. I wish I could track down that monkey. I wish I never married her. <laughs> Take my wife, please. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, she ain't got long. I'm positive. HIV positive. Hey, try the veal. I won't come near you. Seriously, folks, you've been great. <laughs> you know the um you know the shake weight? Yep. I'm aware of this is a arm ex- wrist exercising tool that you hold in your hand like a little vibrating yeah, sort and of. Yeah, it sort of is on some sort of little slider yes. mechanism yeah. so that the it goes battery it's battery operated and seems to shake up and down yeah. so that the motion it, looks like a hand wrapped around a phallus moving up so it down. makes your tuck shop arms get all tight oh is that what it's actually for the t- <laughs> but i guess if you're sort of trying to keep the shake still it sort of like um energizes you a bit and i was thinking the person that made whatever kickstarter or whatever for that project mm-hmm. was definitely just like banging a flashlight and came up with that shit yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I was like, I should make the, the male version of the f- shake weight. And then I was like, oh, it already exists. Well, I believe it was originally marketed as a sort of coping therapy tool for people with Parkinson's so they could not allow their kind of shakes to draw attention to everything in public. But it's making out you're doing this casual exercise. It didn't force them to be subjected to criticism. For real? For real? For real? If you want, if you want, man, I'll buy it. If you have it yeah. yourself, yeah, yeah, that's just what I would have used for it first. Because I wouldn't believe that women would be happy to fucking just go around fucking shaking it. Yeah, the girls should just buy way. a flashlight as well, and then just um find a male partner and and do what? Just shake it together. Yeah, and the guy can sort of shake from the other side, and yeah, they can both um both exercise in the way that they're used to. Do they talk to each other? If you want. Well, it's funny you should say that because I have a story while we're on this. Is uh, Yeah, you got any more in the shake weight? Because this leads, this leads on. This shit it. goes deep. This goes pretty deep and shit. Um, I mean, if we're talking about, you know, the interface between humans and technology and sexuality, if you will. Um, a friend of mine who just recently started a job started there with a, uh, you know, there was a, a, another gay guy working there. And, you know, within a few days or a week of meeting and talking and everything like that, it was, uh, this was recently, it was just a Tuesday coming back. And this is true, by the way, this isn't like that 
bullshit I just made up about the Parkinson's. This is a true story. Um, on the Tuesday, coming back after the public holiday, so he was telling my friend uh, that day, that morning, he's like, "Yeah, I got the train in, and like, you know, there was like a cute guy sitting opposite me and everything. So like, we exchange a couple of looks. This is in the morning, right? Like at six, seven a.m. Um, and exchange looks. Someone got up and moved. A few stations went past, and one of them goes and sits next to the other, and they don't talk." to each other right they're just playing with their phones sort of casually and have a little discussion on their phone showing like just writing shit so the other one can see it like hey what's up or whatever shit um so <laughs> one of them's meant to get off at a certain stop three, three stops later and um so in rush hour gets off three stops earlier goes to the bathroom and they fucking suck each other's dicks and then just go on to work and shit it's just, they were telling my friend straight after this and I say this not to pass any moral judgment because you know I mean obviously the gays get up to some pretty wild shit but in my head, I'd always just, you know, imagined that it's more in this context of being at night and going out. It just seems so crazy to be getting a fucking BJ at a fucking train station, you know, <laughs> in a Chatswood train station at fucking rush hour in the morning. <laughs> no, the, uh, no, I think that public s- stuff happens in the heterosphere as well. It's just not as, um, it's not as prevalent, not at all, but... But someone that and I don't know if the the instances that I've come across have been completely fictitious when they're supposed to be real as well. Because I've read some, you know. Mm. I think you even sent me a couple of them of girls getting into these naughty situations in public and stuff. But sometimes it almost seems like going back to the egocentrism and virtue mm. signaling. It's almost like they're trying to say how cool a chick they are because they get railed in public and shit. Are you sure you weren't watching a pornographic video? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Just um, weird blog shit on. Oh the yeah, internet. no, but that's yeah. I mean, you sent it to me. Anyway, yeah, I probably, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably did. I mean, it's a bad habit of mine to sort of just try and ignore all the dross, but really get the real insane nonsense and everything. And uh, <laughs> yeah, what else could I say? It's a fucking addiction, like the ciggies. I need help. I have a disease. <laughs> it's called boredom. I think another one that you sent me was a um, an Asian college girl. Mm. Posting a misconnection about a um, a blonde frat boy that had like banged her mouth at a restaurant without really saying much to her. So they're like, they seem like they're penthouse soft porn stories as well, which mm. is why I'm sort of like, oh, I don't know if it really exists, but mm. it's got to. Well, it doesn't matter. It's if... just it is a lower percentage. That's why that's why the um the gay scene is so wild because it's just straight up two dudes deviants and just like yeah so it's just the just two rubbing sausages it's the, together it's yeah. the two masculine sexualities like the dirt brain men sexualities without any sort of constraining influence of sort of female sexuality upon it i suppose yeah. until they get married what and it's gonna you, ruin it for everyone <laughs> wait so you hang when the gays get married to each other they'll get bored of being gay and fuck a girl <laughs> that's, that's my understanding does that happen that's awesome fuck I hope it happens I hope so yeah yeah I'm sure it does like media up on Craigslist as many experiences for everyone as possible <laughs> but that's how AIDS is started like, <laughs> I mean like, we have I don't to know man it seems like yeah, like the CIA monkey. just fucking poisons some cats would you say that monkey identified as being gay <laughs> you did like the pussy I guess but um it's some fucking crazy fucking monkey, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we... And that was the common common ancestor. Just like with a perma-rager. Yeah. Sort of like those girls that orgasm 24-7 and it becomes like this, oh, it's like this fucking problem, you know? Just oh. this monkey with this eternal perma-rager. Just... 
I feel both of those probably exist in about the same proportion. Like very rarely, there probably is the. And that's where the monkey got its scream from. Where? From the human. <laughs> so they were mute. Yeah, before before fucking AIDS. That's how they got the power of language. Monkeys didn't use to the scream. They heard the scream <laughs> from a from a slightly more advanced but physically weaker sort of proto-human or whatever. But it was too weak to withstand them, so it kind of heard them scream and started mimicking it. I don't know whether through mockery or sort of some sort of worshipful ritual it might have been at the time. And that was the origins of language and, you know, that I guess us and cats all share a common ancestor. Yeah. The yeah. same thing actually happened in the baboon community, but it didn't turn into language. It just made their ass turn red. <laughs> yeah, they sort of ended up with a short end of the straw, huh? <laughs> when we say monkey, what do we mean? Like a chimp or what? Spider monkey, howler monkey. I don't know. I feel they're a bit too frivolous. I Macaque. <laughs> yeah thank you wild boys no it would have had to be a chimp I think I don't think a spider monkey could rape a pro macaque sounds like a pretty good um qualifier for a permo rager uh, macaque's extinct these days I think but... <laughs> so what show were you saying before that um mental illness is the new black yeah that's Orange is the new black, right? I haven't seen it. My understanding is that it's like a lot of sort of plus-sized women um, who like to wear jumpsuits. And penetrate each other with knives. But is it that? I thought it was... Is it... Or is it, more, is is it a girls' club where they do knitting and stuff? I guess it's Oz meets Sex in the City, right? Maybe they do knitting and then they stab each other with knitting needles. <laughs> Like, take that, Gabby! I think they're probably more well-behaved in prison than men are. I mean, let's be honest. If we want to, like, you know, people have a go at us about having, having a go at women, but if you want to see the worst of men, look at what they do in prison. I dare say women. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a white knight, but I'm saying women can get on a little bit. It's just a bit of light shiving and, you know. Just unbridled male sexuality. Around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, the unbridled male sexuality. Fuck. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> I got a friend who writes rap shit about that. He's fucking crazy. Has he been in prison? Yeah. <laughs> I think um, evolution of consciousness is taking too long in this current iteration for humans, like because technology is going fast. Sure. So, virtual reality and augmented reality is just uh, humans trying to speed up our own conscious evolution. Yeah. Consciousness. I think. Evolution. I think that makes sense, right? Because. You know. Like, shit, this fucking shit's getting boring. <laughs> <laughs> we killed the dream time and we're stuck in the dark ages of consciousness. We need some fucking pretty lights and Gallagher in your fucking eyeballs. So fundamentally you're saying we we evolved uh, over quote-unquote natural sort of, you know, processes, changes in environment and everything. But because of our mastery of technology, it's happened way quicker than our bodies have adapted to the new social and, and we've lost all that war and shit about novelty and stuff and yeah we dethroned god that's the problem <laughs> I, I mean ultimately what, <laughs> uh, i wish god would stop being a bitch and get back on the throne i mean yeah not I, the old one but you know some sort some of new god omnipotent motherfucker that just sort of shits in everyone's face at the same time while simultaneously jerking them off. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I still never think... mixing the two unless it's that person's fetish. 
So this god is basically everybody's personal whore or prostitute. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, complete whipping boy or fucking murder slave. <laughs> so because we've already dethroned God, now we can humiliate him and everything. And That's why I think it's virtual reality. There's going to be so many pedos just virtual reality the shit out of it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, if they're just doing it in there... That's they're... what I mean, yeah. But what if we're already in a simulation? See, that, people have mentioned that, and it's come up recently. I don't. If it was a simulation, why? It's fine. It's fine. I could rape kids. It's a if it was, if this was a simulation, because I've seen Elon Musk mention it in arguments. I don't think that that fucking defense works. There is no way that this shit would be this shoddy and ill-organized and poorly planned if it was a fucking simulation. But it's a true simulation. They're not trying to influence the outcome. They've just put the parameters into their little shitty system. They're like, "What the fuck is going to happen here?" Yeah. Sort of like that cunt throwing fucking paint at the canvas without caring. Like, nah, nah, nah. Oh, that's pretty. I still don't... <laughs> I still don't believe... I don't know. I don't know. Or the guy using food on the carpet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would be wondering. So it's just like one amongst, you know, any number. Yeah, of infinite fucking simulations. No, I don't, I don't buy that shit. I don't yeah. play it. I'll say me neither, me neither, because I'm against pedophilia. And I set that up in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, so, just, yeah, dog, I'm down. Fist yeah, bump. So, yeah, but yeah. So pedophilia <laughs> isn't the only defining characteristic of this technology. Yeah, but VR is bringing this shit up again. Yeah, it's definitely bringing, bringing a little bit of shit up. But um, I don't know. I just feel like getting back from, from the pedos to the kind of virtual reality simulation theory yet again... Um, is that they're synonymous that's what i'm saying yeah well yeah, yeah. i mean is the ai a pedo that or what? I, mean, <laughs> I mean it's all just a cruel joke really and that's my point is that the absurdity at the center of human existence and stuff i don't know it just feels to me like something that's so specific yet so universal and so human that it, it couldn't or wouldn't be replicated by ai but I mean, who but knows? if shit never fucked up, there wouldn't be anything. So it's already perfect. <laughs> so is it just like computer physics taking things in the t- like? Did Iraq get invaded because of some random digital number generator or what? So instead of the bu- instead of the butterfly theory, it's like one of the programmers spills his coffee on the fucking the switch, and we got the fucking Renaissance, you know? The program built itself. And we just create, by being allowed to exist in that little um allowed to exist by but we in bought, its own computer system we bought it into creation though right well we started our own universe oh so you're saying that we're in someone okay that's I was someone else's shit okay I saw it that's why it's so frustrating mm. maybe those grey aliens made it up and that's okay, why when yeah. you do DMT sometimes you see them you they're like that, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> I made you and you're just a piece of shit. What's funny is you know that those little aliens... And then we're going to do that to the new VR shit. Like, uh, the GTA little fucking clones in my VR headset. I'm just you know, the worst thing about these greys that are always <coughs> fucking abducting people and doing this shit is you can tell that they're always like... They're like a car full of P-platers kind of thing. You know what I mean? They're always just like... <laughs> you know what I mean? I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone got what aliens are really like. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sort of unknowable, but sort of, yeah. Just fucking assholes that go mm. around checking shit out. I think I also dislike... And they might rape you a bit because no one really cares in the cosmic scheme of things. I did... Which is so callous. I'm so sorry. But yeah. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> 
I dislike that also. I realize why the simulation doesn't sit well with me because it seems to sort of, uh, I don't know, the, the wonderment and possibility of extraterrestrial life, it sort of seems to take that down a notch and just make it so it's some gay computer or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, the, you know what I mean? Like, alien life has Yeah, this... but, like, there's something bigger than that, whether it's just this Yeah, well, then it's embarrassing. It's thing. embarrassing that we're just working for that part of their computers. That they can't even be bothered dealing with us and they've just put the, the way that we describe it scientifically i am on board in that sense like yeah. I, i'm not trolling trolling because mm. it is impossible to tell the difference but mm. the way our universe seems malleable and the way that you eventually seem to get grasps of how some of the physical shit works mm-hmm. it seems like we're probably not in the simulation but fuck how easy is it going to be like the fact that some of these computer things coming out now are like, oh, that looks pretty good. Mm. How soon until it just looks real? Well, pretty soon. I mean, you know, we always think about, oh, we'll be in virtual reality worlds. I think to a certain extent... we got like hundreds of years to go? But in No, in a certain extent, if you skew it a little bit and you look at fucking the way people use social media, that is already that. That is the virtual world. We are kind of like people's attention is focused, not so much on the real world. I mean, to the point where you... Almost, almost, and I can't, I can't lose picture, touch with reality. Yeah, I can't picture completely. Have you seen Triglypuff? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like being in like a VR chair with a little rat fucking thing Mm-mm. with water, and the other one with protein sludge and all this shit, yeah. and you just really don't. You don't have to get up, and it might have massager things like pumping your calves and legs and stuff every now and then, so that you don't get um, you know, blood clots and shit. Or you could have one of those omni treadmills so that you sort of feel like you're walking around in another world. But either way, I think that the real one's going to be that doped up version where you can't feel your body and you're just sort of tripping doing VR. I have to say at that level, what uh, in the Matrix they were keeping people in... Sorry to come back to the Matrix for everyone, but uh, they were keeping humans to use as sort of a battery power and stuff. I feel like if we're just keyed in or tuned into that thing what is the sort of purpose of us living why is there any incentive for the system to keep us alive in treadmills and shit totally do you know do you know why that is a problem with the matrix story why because that's not how they originally wrote it oh really yeah they didn't think the the wachowski sisters bro sisters yeah um the janitors that's a plural the pussy dick guys um they They, sick movies, sorry. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They originally wrote it so that the Matrix and all the people plugged into it became computing power. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean? It was like a hive mind type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So they were using almost the humans yeah. as the consciousness as well. Yeah, yeah. So it makes a lot more sense when you think of it like that. But people won't... I sort of prefer the batteries kind of because the batteries are so insulting to yeah, us as yeah. well too. Like, But people weren't really ready for that in 1999. Like, oh no, it's like it's creating this crazy psycho virtual computer thing that they're feeding yeah. off to get consciousness. And I don't think it would have worked as well. I liked it how it worked. Yeah. That it was just like they were... Even though it was a computer, it was this like... But weird, that, like, that's why it's a flaw with that battery thing, thing though. Yeah. It's because they didn't really design it in the first place to be that supposed to be sort of this like grid of so if the wachowskis didn't brain power if the, if they had stuck with that original plot they probably would wouldn't have got the sex change and that's part of how the chaos theory of the simulation theory works <laughs> even this us talking to it now 
But I mean, I don't know. I better watch what I say then. I don't want them to put any fucking um, okay, things well, back on. Let's move away from it a second. And I, wa- I want to ask if this is the sort of thing that a computer would be coming up with or whatever, right? So it's a little news story, right? The Taliban are using child sex slaves to mount crippling insider attacks on police in southern Afghanistan, exploiting the practice of abaki bazi, aka pedophilic boy play, yeah. to infiltrate security ranks, multiple officials and survivors of assaults told AFP. The ancient custom is prevalent off Afghanistan, but nowhere does it seem more entrenched as Uruzgan, where bacha bashish, or boys without beards, widely become objects of lustful attraction for yeah. powerful, I think I've brought it up on the pre-show, powerful police commanders. The Taliban, over nearly two years, have used them to mount a wave of Trojan horse attacks, at least six between January and April alone, that have killed hundreds of policemen, according to security judging officials in the province. The Taliban are sending boys, beautiful boys, handsome boys, to penetrate checkpoints and kill drug and poison policemen, says Ghulam Saki Roglowanai, who is Yerushkan's police chief, until he was removed in a security reshuffle. So I'll just find a little bit more of it. Because there's some crazy shit. There was a soldier that got killed as well because he got killed by a boy who had been raped mm. because the boy was angry that no one had done anything when he got raped by the allied yeah. Afghan security forces officer. So yeah. they're getting them in as well for these like allied Afghan dudes to like get down with. Totally. And then one of them freaked out because no one helped him when he was getting like, you know, people are screaming getting fucking raped and then yeah. dudes are like uh uh getting told to stand down and then the boy freaks out and shoots one of the US <laughs> military. So That's it's hectic. fucking crazy shit. But I mean, you know, I mean you gotta imagine that, you know, weekly on the dot there's a Gulf stream flying out of fucking Kabul straight to George Soros's house with all these orphans on board and shit, you know? <laughs> so it does, it goes all the way to the top. But back to this, it said, uh, what is it? What did it say? Some policemen demand backers like a perk of the job, refusing to join outposts where they're not available. Horrifying and abuse at checkpoints makes the boys, many unpaid and unregistered, hungry for revenge. They've also spurred deadly rivalry between policemen. Uh... <laughs> So you try and tell the police to reform, and the comrade replies, if you force me to abandon my boy lover, I will also abandon the checkpoint. The Taliban are not blind to notice that this addiction is worse than opium. <clears throat> I don't know. Do you reckon... I mean, I know it is sort of too early, but when we went there in 2001, you know, not only with the aim of catching bin Laden, but also helping to establish a secure, liberty-focused, liberty, liberty focused, you know, democratic Afghanistan. I wonder how well it's going I think the jury's still out. I think we need a new Rambo movie to just tell us how it's going over there. <laughs> just a drop by. They could almost call it Rambo 5. The boys are back in town. Yeah, that would be hectic. But it's not about Rambo coming back. It's about the boys. It's about the boys being back in town, yeah. Well, I don't know what to say after that, really. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Bachabazi, but you know, cultural shit and everything, but it's not one that I would um it's not one that I would defend. <laughs> I like it how you're still being a little bit sensitive and shit. Well it's just weird. It's like how people jump to defend culture at the expense of children fucking screaming being raped. It's, it's a bit yeah. weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah, it, it, it that's a, that's a fish that you could probably want to fry, but what, is that a sort of Jewish phrase for a circumcision or what? <laughs> We've got to fry this fish. It was terrible. It's such small portions. Yeah, speaking of fucking oh, shit. general mutilation. All right, right okay. 
it's a weird practice that still goes in the Western world as well. Yeah. But it only happens to boys. I don't know, not as of recent from what I'm hearing about. <laughs> oh, yeah, with locals, fuck. Mm. But you know what I mean? That's mm. like this weird systemic... <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's always, it's, it has always seemed a bit, a bit it odd. It seems like it could, it could damage fragile psyches. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know, maybe it's trans fucking whatever transcendent and euphoric in this painful way and then you're you're a great person because you were screaming as a baby who knows but yeah i've never I'm quite cut so let's go with the second one but... no. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a massive rabbit hole that you can go down as well too i'm not sure i don't think i would um i don't think i'd inflict it on my child i don't i'd only do it if it was bad <laughs> Well, you'd feel kind of weird because you're like, no, yours, yours is different, buddy. You know, like I'm yeah. trying to do you a solid and like, would it fuck their mind up a bit because their cock's different to you as well? Like what's worse them getting... Well, that's the old argument being used, but I don't, I don't think so. I can't imagine that. I imagine I, this... I don't think I would do it. It seems like this fucked up I imagine crazy that, barbaric practice. I imagine <laughs> there's been a lot of families of intergenerational change where the dad hasn't got it done and stuff. And, um, you know, it's sort of framed in this way. It's like, oh, well, it's whatever for this purpose or that. And like, we all agree that female circumcision is bad because it's you know directly designed to sort of control or lessen sexuality and sexual desire and stuff like that and you've got to imagine there's some other the male version does to a certain extent but there is the argument as well that because it doesn't have the skin over the head of your dick and it dries out more etc it's a little bit desensitized right that means you can fuck harder and longer so yeah it's a bit of you know it's a (laughs) trade-off yeah i suppose so I guess if you use it all the time, probably doesn't matter if you're not cut. Let's go not cut. Yeah, is that what yeah. we're deciding? I think the coin, the coin is coming up heads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're starting to head into fucking anti-Semitic Islamophobic territory right there, though. No, yeah. you can do whatever you want. I'm just saying I'm not cutting my kids, you know? Mm. As much as I don't think it really, really has that much of an influence on your mind, because, like... Do you really give a fuck? I don't. I don't know. It'd have to be some deep, deep shit that, you know, and it doesn't seem like that shit's running my life. So I guess it's not the biggest of issues, but it still seems a bit weird to like be putting a scalpel to a baby in any sense. It it is really odd. You know, you think that, yeah, sorry. I'm just, just thinking about it. That is sort of ridiculous. I'd almost, you know, without wanting to be histronic, I'd say that given compared to other issues in the media, it is sort of a silent genocide. (laughs) So um, many lost foreskins. So many lost foreskins. Yeah, that's gross. That's making a gross thinking about them. I mean, yeah. Well, what would you happened? rather chew on? A fucking bucket of foreskins or a bag of assholes? I rather wouldn't chew on this question. <laughs> the assholes, or what was the first one? Bucket of foreskins. yeah it's pretty hard it seems like the assholes like the rectum if they had hemorrhoids and stuff it could pop like this juicy starburst thing like yeah i mean the asshole but it also suggests that sort of a negation like there's nothing that would be so salty yeah if you mixed up with some calamari i could probably handle it what happens to all those foreskins do the priests and rabbis just take them home or what you you know the the totally totally gross out gross out shit about full-on orthodox jewish oh yeah yeah or you're getting transmitting herpes by kissing the heads oh that that was the worst case of it yeah yeah. but the practice is that they would suck 
the end of the baby's mm. penis after it's been sliced to stop the foreskin bleeding. Sure. So it seems like, like it, I don't know, it gets all conspiracy weird and shit because you go back into those days with like other cultures and pagan shit going on. And yeah. And the Jews eating Christian the babies. The knowledge that the newer religions come from the older ones. So uh-huh. pagan at some stage transitions into the new shit, which is where you get all that weird Egypt stuff going on and the Mayan culture beheading. Like, and sure. then it turns into, like, oh, no, we'll do Catholic shit now, but you still got traces of this old shit, you know? Sure, sure. Okay. But yeah, that seems like it's almost a throwback to someone being like no i'll get magical superpowers from fucking baby dick blood or something you know like like maybe it's to stop the bleeding but in this day and age when you're i'm like i'm going full full orthodox orthodox. circumcision well i mean do you really need to we get into suck a baby we get into dangerous territory and stuff and as a gentile myself i think that you know i guess they are God's chosen people, so I'm inclined to just give them the benefit. And like we were saying, you don't remember your yeah. thing getting cut off, so you're not going to remember the rabbi giving you herpes either. Look, I'm inclined to give the Jews the benefit of the doubt. Um, there's probably some health reasons behind it. Um, yeah, they're, they're God's chosen people, and you know, <laughs> we, we, have to, we have to support Israel, I think. So. Well, you heard it here. Sigley Puff endorses sucking baby dicks. No, not for myself. <laughs> I'm saying that over there, in the Orient, in the Orient, they can do what they want. I'm just trying to be respectful of the Jewish homeland. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not for everyone is kind of a, a pretty cool stance. You know? Well, yeah, it's true. But I mean, uh, how much do I want to do on this topic? <laughs> no, I'll save that for another time. you got about seven minutes. Yeah, no, I, I can't. Can't do it in seven. Yeah, I mean, it would take me a fucking... 3,000 years of history to really explain it. <laughs> I suppose my general point is that I think Israel, even though it is the Jewish homeland, has a quite different outlook to Jews living in the West. That nebbish academic intellectual sort of stereotype that Jews traditionally had and professions for that. After the Holocaust, the people that went and founded Israel were like, oh, okay, well, we're not going to do that. We're going to fucking become a martial spirited fighting people and they sort of did that even though they traditionally weren't at all they were just like you know merchants and middlemen and stuff in their homeland so yeah uh, and they've got the as as much as people want to hate they do have one of the best and most proactive militaries in the world hmm. mm-hmm. yeah exactly i mean um and you know you've got to have even though it sounds bad to our liberal sensibilities and stuff the west bank and everything you need to be able to test new weapons technology somewhere for the buyers to be able to do it, you know, and a sort of a, a captive, not captive, a semi, a semi guarded population like that on, you know, it's a hunger games type thing, like a reserve or whatnot. I mean, it's not like you gratuitously kill them, but you can just, you know, the circumstances become right for testing those weapon systems and uh, really ensuring that buyers get the real bang for their buck. And, you know, it all helps a stronger, stronger Israel just makes for a stronger world, I think really. Lechaim. Is is that right? <laughs> Lechaim. Sorry. What's that? Hi. I mean, I don't. I don't know anything at all about Judaism. It sounded like you did, but yeah, I know, I'll take I your know. word. For I know, it. I know, I know. It's it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> so who have we ticked off with? The Muslims, the gays, um, the the Jews. Yeah, I think you just pissed off a few. Um, or a couple. Yeah, hey, we went too bad to the women this week. <laughs> we went too bad to the women this week. We love you, ladies. <laughs> We've got bigger fish to fry right now. 
Um, well, on that note, <laughs> yeah, go on. Well, it's not really, it's not really bad. I don't know. It's uh, just another one of those uh, retarded things that I seem to have written that I don't necessarily even agree with, but it, sh- it should be fun. Let's give it a go. All right. So I was thinking that um, times of times of menstruation are probably the best times that women can use to understand the psychology of men, right? Okay. The existential crisis is kind of more fleeting. This is sort of generalizing again. Mm. Fleeting for women because of their sex drives and how they maintain sort of this more constant than men, like more of an average, like all the time, right? Whereas the men can sort of be all the time or not at all. Uh Uh-huh. And those sort of extremes in a libido as a constant for the male seem to be more likely to make an individual introspective about their own desires and that. Mm -hmm. Whereas sex drive subconsciously in women seems to have much more of that physical reason where like in extreme cases it leads to love without the need for understanding with uh, the female side. And the men on the other hand seem to be like detached from the child rearing and that leading to understanding without a need for love yeah so it Mm. seems like it's almost this inverted ratio of men to women yeah it's sort of in terms of who would have master masturbated so much that they've had to take time for a while to try and reshape their day or like you know it's gotten out of hand and they got to rethink their life and shit right whereas women could fuck all day if they wanted right it's not really that much of a big deal you could just like fuck all day as many Mm. times as you want so Mm. it's not really this big deal but for dudes it's like oh shit how long you could fuck and how many times you give fucking a day becomes this competitive thing so it's almost like the competition Mm. is in the male dna Mm. and the collaboration is sort of in the female dna well yeah that's how that's how it works i mean it wouldn't work otherwise, I suppose. So next time you're on the rags, so it's sort of like to think about your huzzo. To paraphrase what you've said before, and that's what he feels like all the time. He's just learned how to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> men, it are, men are on their periods. Put it this way, also to paraphrase something you said: a shedding uterus lining has no morals, you know. Either. So, um, yeah, I mean, okay. You know, like the the need for real pregnancy and stuff is out the window at that time when you're. Mm menstruating whatever isn't it it's like it's not the best day for it when it first starts oh yeah no well it's saying that you didn't use this one this side so then sex becomes this like it's not it's not it's function isn't sort of and the pill sort of fucks it up because it plays with your hormones and you should get your girlfriend off the pill before you get married so she can smell you because she might not actually like you plus with with mass media they all sync up via with oprah's periods and shit as well (laughs) um yeah, it's a problem. But okay, well, to be fair here, okay, okay. So that's when women can understand the male consciousness. When do you think so men? That's why women. It's sort of at, where, that's when why they, they can't when understand. they no when they understand it when they're on that period. You're saying that that's when they understand the male mentality. When do men best understand? Well, that's the best time the, for them to try. Okay, to okay, yeah. It, yeah. When because <laughs> that's like that's the constant, sure. and we've figured out how to get over. Well, when's that the best period way? day because it exists every day for a dude. When's the best way for us to try and understand the experience of a woman? Maybe like kidney stones or something. Yeah. Well, like on your deathbed. <laughs> Why on your deathbed? Just like in pain to the 
to a euphoric degree where you're like, oh, I do love my family and everything the most and I can't feel it. So wait, wait, are you saying the experience that you've kind of get we die, that sort of... Because we don't get selfless love inherently the same way that women kind of do. Like, we do, but it's not as... Yeah. It's not as physically apparent, so... Yeah, she gave us the apple, but we ate it, you know? (laughs) Maybe she was just doing it heaps naive, I don't know. So hard to tell. So yeah, so this experience of being on your deathbed, the endorphins and emotions rushing over you—that's what going to work on the, on the train just before she makes eye contact with some guy, fucks him in the in the janitor's closet. Oh yeah, and like yeah, yeah. just like that phys- physical inferiority all the time is that's hard to deal with as well. Actually, I've got which it. is why we've kind of created the society where it's fucking it's bad to be a cunt like it's that. when men think about oh if this was my mother or sister how would it make me feel yeah 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 but no maybe they're just feeling no, male rage that's justified that's still by a that. bit ego yeah that's yeah. totally is yeah that's because like... women do, women get selfless a lot easier yeah because it's about the baby or like you know they have the life growing inside that you know it's yeah. easier to identify with whereas dudes are just like i don't know they're fucking i don't know, know just chilling I, sh- I shot it in there. Yeah, left to run. It came out. I shot it in there. Playing a crapshoot of life, just wandering around. It kind of looks like me now. Yeah, this, this parent. I'll talk to it when it's older and I can talk to it and stuff. Whereas, like, the mum, yeah. mums traditionally would be just, oh, like, hugging the shit out of it. Because yeah. it's just, like, there's this bond that you can't explain. And that they, they understand. Yeah. And then and you, you get, understand it with your mum. So I guess yeah. you had a point with that as well. And then you get outliers like that South Australian chick that fucking made that two-year-old ride a dirt bike until she died of head injuries while she was <laughs> boat browsing Facebook and smoking ice. So that's probably the ice or South Australia. But okay, so, so women are just sort of more centered to the earth. That's where this idea comes from, is it? Because they nourish life and because they sort of uh, can give life and we're sort of superfluous. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah totally well what else can you keep, do but keep on trucking really yeah fuck I think I just blacked out for about 20 minutes there and just spouted a bunch of shit no you're alright welcome back Whew. you started putting on a dress and stuff like that yeah. I guess we can with technology we can get that women experience by at some point later in our life I if- think that's what's going to actually fix lesbians the sweet spots i realized for trans surgery is fucking 52 years old and 12 years old <laughs> that's the best time to go and try and become a woman if you're a man don't you reckon once lesbians can experience <laughs> childbirth in virtual reality then they'll be able to sort of just you know have that same peace of mind as um the average the average chick down the street but lesbian women and then they'll do... stop beating up their own partners yeah. so much. lesbian women do give birth though naturally they give birth to actual babies I don't know if God calls it natural <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking for a second I'm like J- JK motherfucker <laughs> I'm thinking to myself I'm like lesbian couples don't have to go to IVF yeah. no they just fucking yeah get it from someone else or whatever just bring up one of their chef mates and get a turkey baster well you're yeah exactly yeah exactly they probably work in the kitchen anyway. Um, no, props to all the lesbians. Um, sometimes... Do you reckon they extract the sperm directly from the balls? Like, I don't want anything that's come out of a shaft. Yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be born out of some sort of masculine sex drive. Yeah, exactly. I just want some sort of mm, nice I, placid sperm how terrible. swimming around the egg. Imagine if you're... The worst feeling would be... Imagine if you're, like, 35 and, like, this girl who'd been your best friend the whole life 
then just kind of ask your kind of jizz to get kind of impregnated because she wants a baby, but you're not going to be part of it and you don't get to park for it. Wouldn't that be the worst feeling ever? Uh, I'd do it. It's sort of a compliment in a way, right? Yeah. I'd spread the seed. You just got to go with your gut on those things. Yeah, it's not like you'll be looking after it anyway. Yeah, I'd no? be like, fuck yeah. Uh-huh. little doe baby around somewhere. Yeah, a little doe baby around somewhere, skating, causing It'll trouble. It'll be cheaper than the clone I'm working on. Well, we need a natural way just to get that 100% gene imprint on our... I would go to the sperm bank, but it seems a bit creepy. I don't know. Maybe I can send it by post. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fuck. I don't know how to wrap this show up. (laughs) Well, I think um, on that note, it's about time to kill the bullshit. I guess so. Fuck the bozos. Fuck the bozos. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's been a Cones and Doe show. I sort of have a vague memory of what we talked about, but I f- feel that listening back to it will, you know, help us understand uh, what the hell I was talking about and what you were babbling oh, about. Dude, I was on some crazy nonsense tonight, but it was fun. Yeah, I had fun. It fucking got right in there. I think um, listening back to it when we do the ed- when, when I do the editing, it's mm-hmm. gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be hard to leave that fucking offensive shit about trans people in there. But- it's it's all ironic um but i will take this opportunity because one thing i like about the cones and doe show is the utter lack of regard we have for our listeners we don't introduce ourselves properly we don't talk to them or respond to anything so i just want to say if anybody's out there listening to this i hope you're enjoying it i reckon it's pretty good maybe you find it funny maybe whatever send us an email tell someone else to listen to it um spam it on some memes yeah fuck yeah tattoo it on your forehead you know just whatever but i'll keep on doing it because uh you know this is a fucking truth chamber right here <laughs> this is truth radio fuck the bozo <laughs> it's kind of dope uh, <sighs> that's some caveman shit right there it's highway 69 peace stay safe see you cunt